The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, considering last week I shared my uh, athletic prowess in the way of baseball, or lack thereof, I figured why not, full disclosure, go on to tell you about my junior high football days. Because, let's be honest, you learn most of life lessons in junior high, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> We were required to wear it uh, at walkthroughs on Fridays. What was the it? Well, it was a t-shirt, the slogan, commitment, deeds, not words. It was Coach Banks' way of telling us that talk is cheap, and he expected us to demonstrate our commitment and our performance, something that I think is really important just for junior high people, but also for us at any stage in life. And for us, I think it was that recognition that any indecision, any, any lack of commitment was a threat to the team, right? It's important for any sport, but think about football. It's, it's important to not only know the plays, not only know the routes to be run or the blocks to be made, but it's requiring a whole team effort in order for those plays to actually work. And if we fail to know those essentials, then we risk putting ourselves and risk of injury or hurting the entire team and our performance. And so if one fails to recognize these things, then the team fails to fire on all cylinders. Because for a team to work well together, they have to be on the same page, which is something that St. Paul says as he's kind of coaching up the Philippians in our second reading today. He says, if there's any seeking for the right thing, complete my joy by being of the same mind, the same love, United in heart, thinking of one thing, not of yourselves, but of others. So commitment, deeds, not words, is not just something Coach Banks liked or something that Paul reaffirmed, but it's what Christ is challenging the chief priests and the elders, and likewise each and every one of us to take an honest look at ourselves. Because like a coach, the day after a game, he comes, sits the team down, and gives them this parable. The parable of the two sons. Right, the first son doesn't want to work. <laughs> he says no to his father to go work in the vineyard. But his honesty about not wanting to go to work is what laid the groundwork for him to be converted later and to come back and to respond. 
The second son, however, is like that player who tells the coach yes, even though he's not prepared or he doesn't have a clue what he's supposed to do, because yes is the easier answer. And not showing up, then he leaves a hole for the team. So for each and every one of us to take this commitment, to take this attitude of Christ Jesus on, and to commit ourselves to being a disciple, doesn't begin by being a perfect athlete or by being a a star athlete. It rather just calls us to be like that first son. Honest. Honest, first and foremost, about where we're at, where we can improve. When we look at the film of our own lives, when we go back to look at everything in its entirety, do we see where our weaknesses are? Are we aware of those areas where maybe we're not being committed enough? Or for some of you, maybe it's those areas where we're over-committing ourselves and it's leaving a gap in our spiritual life to recognize where in our life we can make improvements. But secondly, we've got to be honest about what we desire. For that first son... Whether he was lazy or he just didn't want to do it, whatever it was, he was honest about his desire with his father. As I tell college students, as I tell penitents all the time, do you state your desires before the Lord? Even if we have a sinful desire, do we bring that before the Lord so that we can allow him to bring us to conversion, to take those distorted desires maybe and allow them to be purified? Because that's where the words of our first reading take shape in our life. Those words of Ezekiel that says that we can turn away from wickedness and preserve our life by God's grace. So we don't have to just be honest about where we're at, but we need to start being honest with the Lord about what we desire. And thirdly, we should be honest about who we are. Who we are means that we don't need to be scared of being honest about our sins, about our frailties, about those weaknesses. For the psalmist today, it says, Remember your compassion and your love are from of old. The sins of my youth and my frailties remember not. And your kindness, Lord, remember me. Right? When we step to the sidelines, we, we look at those weaknesses and we, we try to correct our game. We, we come to the sidelines and say, teach me your ways. As the psalmist, teach me the truth. And when we take that step aside, then what we recognize is that the trajectory of our game as disciples has changed dramatically. When we're honest with God about who we are becoming, He will give us those tips, and He will give us the grace to begin implementing those necessary changes and adjustments to get us back on the field. But finally, to be the ultimate team player, to be who we're called to be, we have to be honest about when. And that's exactly what Christ challenged those chief priests and elders to at the end of the gospel. Right? He tells them, he says, I had a game plan for you. You accepted it, chief priests and elders, but you failed to execute it. In a certain sense, then, when he talks about the tax collectors and prostitutes, he said, even though they started out with the wrong game plan, they made the necessary adjustments in their life, and they came out in the second half. They made it count. So for us, are we willing to make those adjustments in the here and now in order to begin following the Lord with greater commitment? Because if we don't fail to make those adjustments, or if we fail to make those adjustments, we fail to be honest about it, then we begin, as this chief priests and elders did, hurting themselves and those who depend upon us. And so the time to commit ourselves or to recommit ourselves as a disciple is now. My brothers and sisters, How often are our lives as Christians no different or little different than a junior high student? 
Right? When we go up to the line, maybe, maybe like me in that game against St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, we look at the, this commitment to the Lord as, as seeing these linemen as a, a size and a half larger than us. And we see this daunting task. If we don't understand what to do, then we will lose. Maybe when we go to battle, as it, as it was for me, every single snap seems like helmet-to-helmet contact. We just get pushed to the ground. We get mulled over by the enemy. And now the team has to start going the whole different way because we can't make our blocks. It's a losing battle. For me, getting hit helmet to helmet meant, yeah, I did start missing blocks, and it was hurting our team, and ultimately it started hurting me physically. But the Lord doesn't want that for us. He wants us to have life and have it abundantly. So remaining on the path of little or no commitment in our life to Jesus Christ, being indecisive in one area of our life, will leave us vulnerable in others. Commitment. Deeds. Not words, not good thoughts, not hope for change someday, but in the here and now. Don't be afraid to be honest about where you're at right now. Pull yourself to the sidelines, as humiliating as it might be, and be honest with the coach about where you're at, what you desire, and Jesus will be honest about who you are. Not the sum of your mistakes, not the sum of your frailties, but rather an integral piece to the team who once converted, once now knowing what and how to do it, is this disciple ready for the starting lineup. So no matter how small or how great your sin may be, no matter how many times you've been knocked down, the time is now. Let your commitment be more than words, and you will find victory in the Lord.